You are now in queue to join Game from the Gamers, a podcast where good friends gaming on PS4 talk about life, movies, relationships, other random shit, and, well, obviously, video games. Starring Chad, Garcia, Trey, Xavier, Daryl, and Corey. Let us put you on game. Game from the Gamers is brought to you by Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Shout out to Exquisite. Check, check, one, two. Everybody give me a mic check real quick. Yo, yo. All right, all right. <laughs> Somebody say something. All right, now. All right. Check. Yo, yeah. Okay. Good, good. Yo, yo, it's me. Right. It's me, the D-O-double-G. I don't know. There we go. Everything, everybody <laughs> sounding good, man. Sounding good, sounding good. All right. So technically, we're recording two episodes back to back, but this will be episode 30. So we will treat it as such. And that being said, and we live episode 30, and we are back with another remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen, another rendition, another expedition, all facts, no fiction, a dosage of comedy not recommended by your pediatrician that not yet approved by the FDA nutrition that call me Sally Mae. And this is your tuition that, hmm, that don't sound too good, could be a transmission, another addition from the livest of tacticians. I just got an STD test from my physician. When you move, how you move, be conscious of your position. That 2018, so if you want the cheeks, butt cheeks that is, get written permission. Damn, this is a long intro. Let me take a brief intermission. Consider a shot <laughs> of pristine whiskey is what this is during the prohibition. The game from the gamers <laughs> podcast. Now let's get it. Oh man, I love it. It is go time. My favorite time of the week when the fellas meet and we discuss all types of craziness. And this episode yes, is in honor of Black History. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. Shout out to the fallen soldiers and the soldiers still alive fighting for equal rights. This episode is for you. Um, We are joined this week with the big homie Garcia. We got Daryl and Xavier. How are you guys doing? Hey. I'm good, man. Good, man. Living. Good. That order. Good, good. That's what we like. Make sure you get some 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 sleeping and some shitting in there too. Cause those two things are also important. Um <laughs> shout out to Metamusel still holding me down. Um so let me kick this to Xavier because we got a pretty pretty hefty show here. Um and oh, real quick before we get started, this week we'll be playing Monster Hunter World. So if yeah. you hear some confusion going on, that's probably why. Like I'm trying to post a quest up right now, and you gotta kind of have a PhD, maybe a master's degree to do it. But it's <laughs> it's working out all right. 
<laughs> I guess so. I'm like Tom Hanks right now with that volleyball with my best friend on that island. <laughs> yeah. This is Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> Crazy. That all being said, Xavier, I'm going to shoot you a request to join um, our movement here. When you get that invite, when you're done doing what you're doing, make sure you um you save and do all that stuff and then join off of us into our online session. Um, from there, we will try to guide you through this while we do the show. It's going to be interesting. Cool. But let's kick it off with our first topic. Okay, well, hello, world. You know, welcome to the episode 30. It being Black History Month, you know, we all were just kind of talking, and we were like, hey, we should do some Black History-inspired. So that's what this episode is going to be focused on. So our first topic is we're going to give you guys, you know, someone who we feel is iconic from our community, you know, our history throughout the years. It may be someone that you guys have learned about. Hopefully it's people that you've never heard about because, you know, I feel like us growing up, we only really learned about what MLK and Rosa Parks is like, you know, them, like the only two black people that matter. But that's what this episode is about. So. I'm gonna go with the person oh, I like. My guy Daryl. <laughs> All right, man. All right, my uh, my iconic guy that I chose that I'm I don't I think a lot of people haven't ever heard of is a man by the name of Vic Moore. Vic Moore is a tenth degree black belt in the Shiri Ryu karate style. My man was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. O-H-I-O, and he's also the first black man to ever win the USKA Grand National Tournament, and that happened in 1965. Yeah, this man is bad, dude. He has... Can you explain what that tournament is, dog? It's the United States uh, Karate Association Tournament. It's the, uh, it's basically the, it's, the, it's like, it's like the World Series of, uh, of uh, karate guys getting together and fighting and um wow. it's a wonder he even got to even uh, you know apply to be in the tournament with it being 1965 and him being black then he turns around and wins it like come on man <laughs> i mean that, that's that's crazy that's tight throughout his career man he won four world championships in karate he even defeated the legendary bill superfoot wallace back in 1970 man he beat superfoot bro like, come on, man. This dude is mad, mad nasty. He he went on to after he was done competing. He uh he opened up a dojo, I believe it was in Kentucky, I believe. And he been he's been training people ever since. He's like seventy some years old now. Yeah, man. He this dude's a bad man. What was that guy's name? You said he beat again. The Sugarfoot. Bill Superfoot. Superfoot. Bill Bill Superfoot Wallace, man. He was. Regarded as arguably the best uh, American karate practitioner of all time. But Wallace, like, doesn't that sound like one of those like crazy names in them like old school kung fu uh, films? Yeah, man. (laughs) You know who who you're thinking about? You thinking about foot? (laughs) (laughs) You thinking about uh, uh, the Thirty Six Chambers of Shaolin? It's a dude. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of that. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm thinking of. My dad loved the movies. Man, I did too. 
man, my boy Thunderfoot. Because I remember one time, what there's one scene in there. The dude was like, this one, the one cat came in there, Tiger, whatever his name was, Tiger Claw, whatever his name was. He was whooping on everybody, and the dude that was in charge was getting sawed. He's like, you know what? Get in there, Thunderfoots! And this dude just jumped out of nowhere to start kicking. <laughs> he just started. He, he floated from off screen, like I'm right here, like with that stupid voiceover. His mouth ain't matching oh, up to yeah. the words, and his feet was just flying at my man's <laughs> dust going everywhere. But yeah, man, he beat Bill Superfoot Wallace man, in 1970. Man, that's crazy. Like I knew, I knew about him being the world's first like black, you know, what I'm saying USK world champion. I did not know he beat Superfoot. And like Superfoot was younger than him at the time too, which is crazy. You know, he he was an older dude, wow. and he still won. He still won the competition. Like he yeah, he's, he's he has other like you know other tournament wins and stuff. But he's a four time world champion. Like it's crazy. That is pretty nuts. God yeah, damn. man. Vic Moore is a bad man. Vic Moore is a bad dude. All that right. being said, that being said, man, let me go ahead. Uh. G man Garcia, who you who you got? Uh, I I kind of feel like I got two picks. I mean, the first, the obvious pick. This is my guy, though, for real. Um, hands down, the nut man, George Washington Carver. Okay, <laughs> um, Mr. Peanut. Only because it was nuts, man. He he just invented shit with just the simplest. Of- yeah, if that ain't just black in- ingenuity within itself, I don't know what else is. You know, when you just pull in. From jack shit, and then making all types of stuff, and he made all types of uh, recipes and and crazy stuff, like a crazy list of the things that he made with peanut butter. Stuff that was really cool, really random too, of all the materials. But <laughs> um, I thought that was really dope. And also, I just wanted to give a big shout out to to fucking Will Smith for just holding okay. down Ooh. for the, the black males. Now, you know what I'm saying? He got a certain level of dignity about him. He always like he ain't never had his name drawn through the mud and still talk about political stuff. Uh, clearly take care of his kids. Did y'all see the thing that he did with Jaden where he kind of trolled him a little bit about his um, his uh, icon video? video? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. Cool. It was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, he what felt happened? a lot of love. Like he felt the love. Oh, man. Uh, he parodied icon exactly like Jaden. So when you watch the video, you almost Jaden, but fucking Will Smith, and he's like fucking sitting in a car like his son was in the original video, and it's super fucking cute. Like, like you could tell, like got like such a, a father son bond thing, and he said, you know, I'm real proud. Icon made it to you know 20 million views or some shit, something like that. But it was just something really sweet in any uh, interview that he be in and stuff. It's just always a straight laced guy, man. I just hope. Don't fuck that up or, or some crazy shit happen about it. <laughs> right. Uh X. I believe we back mm-hmm. on you. No, or yeah, yeah, X we on you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, like I said, guys, my uh iconic figure I chose definitely ties into uh the music project that I selected. So I did John Michael Basquiat. So for those of you who don't know who Basquiat is, you know, a very famous um neo-expressionist artist um you know his prime of his career was in the 80s but just kind of give you guys a little bit of a background um he was born in 1960 in new york uh, in manhattan um he blew up and came to fame you know during that whole 
time period you guys remember like when hip-hop was first being formed in new york and you had like the beat boys you had the rappers you know you had the uh graffiti artists like you had all you know you had the punk you know scene you had all these different you know urban you know street uh scenes popping off at the same time and that's kind of you know how he was born as far as art like he drew a lot of his culture um inspiration you know just from like our community uh latino community i think he was haitian and puerto rican so you know a lot of his art just kind of like it, it's kind of showed like our struggle you know struggles you know within the urban community so like a lot of his art is kind of shaped around that so um like i said john you know michael bastiat that's the guy that i did um you know a lot of rappers uh quote um you know a lot yeah. of his paintings within their music um i mean i think a Definitely japanese name uh, the song. i can't think of what song it they trying to think of his name Ooh, it's killing me because it's like but, on the tip of my tongue um uh, japanese politician i think just recently bought one of his paintings for like 12 million dollars like like this guy like if you really look him up like he's 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 been like an artist since he was like four years old like he was a writer like he was just one of those really just artsy creative just like weird spirited guys and luckily for him uh his parents actually like pushed him in that direction you know like they didn't um you know shame him for it so it just kind of allowed him to just be uh creative but sadly um he uh as he grew his fame grew as we see a lot of times with uh artists you know he couldn't really deal with the fame um he started getting really paranoid you know just kind of feeling like hey i don't know if i'm going to be able to kind of create the same type of work so um you know his drug use got really bad and he actually od'd on heroin um when did he pass and he, he passed in 88 august 12th um so yeah he passed in 88 so he i think he died at the age of 27 so his career wasn't even um you know that long as it as it should have been you know so, kind of similar story to like you know jimmy hendrix you know like jimmy hendrix kind of died like before you know he really really hit like the prime ends of his career so kind of same thing with uh john michael basquiat but that, that's the yeah. guy i chose to do actually I ain't gonna have no real Bastiats, but I, I found a site record with some Bastiats, so I'll have some um, some good old uh, Chinese copies of them. But you know they're dope. I don't have the money to afford his paintings. <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate his work. Like you know, anytime you you guys see those paintings where it's like um, it goes against everything traditional modern art. Like you know, like the uh, there's not really lines. Like the the shapes of the characters and stuff are really weird. They have like all these weird, uh, you know, objects and stuff in them. I'll send y'all some of the work, but it's it's work that people have seen. Like people have seen his work, like it's really weird. But like I said, that's kind of the neo stuff. But I'm gonna actually get some. I like them. Like I said, mine will definitely be the, the knockoff brands. So that's that's what about you, pick. Corey. Who's oh, your Who's man. your iconic figure, man? So my iconic figure um, that I chose was the Tuskegee Airmen not necessarily any one person um in fact it was 992 pilots um that were trained uh 355 were deployed overseas 84 lost their lives in accidents in combat um and i think of those 84 um 68 were killed in actual action 12 in training and um 32 actually were captured as prisoners of war and the reason why I chose the Tuskegee Airmen is because if you just take a peep those stats as in an era where Jim Crow laws 
were still as rampant as ever and the army was segregated and these pilots were not getting the equipment they needed and the lessons that they needed they had to come together and teach themselves how to fly and they became one of the most revered pilots um in american history um they were to be feared the red tails as they were called or the red tail angels were to be feared like there was no they didn't get any 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 bullshit when it came to respect and um i think as what probably in that time started as something um i hate to put it this way but you know there's there's points in history where they were really trying to get us the fuck out of here like let's just put them in terrible situations cuz we don't give a shit not really give them a lot of equipment and whatever like we're following the law so we can't get in trouble whatever and time periods where they were doing that they we still ended up on top and if you guys go look up the awards the 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 accolades that these guys have man that right there just fill your heart knowing what they were going through that'll fill your heart with some with some pride and um i think they they, they had a movie about it um red tails yeah red tails yeah red tails Scar and then uh, Lawrence Fishburne had one too. I think his was just maybe what Tuskegee Airmen that came out in the, like early '90s. That one was good too. Yeah, yeah, it was. Man, they're just so dope, man. Go look at their accolades. I'm not gonna spend time going through them right now, just because it's gonna be a jam packed episode. But they just have so many accolades, and I, I, I to be honest, I don't know if I would have had the patience to deal with what they were dealing with on top of being in war on top of not having the things that you need to fight the war for the country that don't even give a shit about you I, the man i don't even have that type of patience so shout out to those <laughs> those gentlemen um i don't even know are they any tuskegee airmen still alive oh that's a good question um i don't think so bro oh man i should know that being a being a service member, I should, I should, especially a black service member at that, I should know that, but, um, it's been 72 years, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think so, see. man. Yeah, I think they're far and few in between, and you know what war does to your body and your mental state, so. Put miles on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. Put miles on you. So, definitely, man. Um, there are only about 200 known survivors left. This was as of 2014 from the Department of Veteran Affairs. And you know how, and you know how their uh, bookkeeping is. So uh, yeah, yeah. You go ahead and trust that if you wanna. You can put an asterisk mark by that one. <laughs> there you go. I was looking Basquiat look like fucking. He got hair like the weekend. <laughs> you mean the weekend? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sorry. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. He definitely copied that nigga's hair, and it's his paintings look crazy, dude. Some of them oh, look good, crazy. but other ones look nigga. Like, yeah, you, yeah, he was on something when he made them. <laughs> they are unique, very unique. Yeah, yeah. check out some Basquiat. You're going to be like, huh? huh. Word up. Yeah, neo-expressionism, <laughs> neo like I said, it went against modern art. So it was really the the goal of it was to, like, show, I guess, aggression, but do it in painting. So him, you know, talking oh, about the, I see the things that. that we, you know what I mean, that we were going through as, like, Blacks within the urban community, his paintings basically showed that. But he didn't just focus on just 
uh, like our issues, but he spoke about just going against, you know, institutions. Like, you know, we talk about like the government and like religion. And he also talked about, you know, racism, sexism. Like he was just one of them type of guys. But his paintings are crazy, though. They're crazy. Yeah, y'all definitely check those out. Google search real quick. <laughs> That's crazy. Do we have any honorable mentions, man? I, I know we tried to, in the group chat, we talked about making them kind of obscure on purpose just because you always hear about Malcolm X, but you always hear about Harry Tubman. You always hear about um, oh, definitely. MLK. We, like, we something out here. Huey Newton. Um, Huey Newton. Black Panther uh, leader. He did do a lot of good things for our community that he doesn't really get his credit for. A lot of times, I feel when you're you're pro-black, people think you're anti-white. So I actually, we, I feel like we should say that right now. Being pro-black does not mean anti-white. Like, everybody should be proud of who they are. So just got to throw that in there. So yeah. yeah, but Huey Newton's my dude. I was gonna say Ali, but I, I, Ali's another big one. I feel like people choose all the time too, as well. Ali, okay. I mean, there's uh, so many Ar people. Arthur Ashe. Yeah, that's a good Ar one. Arthur Ash. W uh W E B the boys like that's there's, there's so many people, man. Yeah. NAACP leader W E B the boys. What did Arthur Ashe do? Arthur Ashe was a tennis player. He was a black tennis player. He was, he was the man at it too. Okay, I like this. He was the he was the man. Like <laughs> he was like he was like the Tiger Woods. Like he broke into that scene where no one thought like when black people don't play tennis. Arthur Arthur Ashe walked out there with them tube socks and the nineteen seventy gym shorts. I was like, yeah, all right, watch this. <laughs> 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 yo <laughs> yo that's funny of, of course jackie robinson jackie robinson I, I love people talk about that and also too man like uh, uh what was what was the name of that movie that just came out man and, um the, you think uh, no that? the movie that came no the movie that came out about jackie robinson mm. and the same dude that's playing black panther played him i can't oh. even remember the name of the actual film yeah. But it was the story of Jackie Robinson, and it was it was rough to watch, man. Like it was a rough movie to watch. Today's the eleventh, right? Yes. Oh, Nelson Mandela was released from prison. Whoa! What? Seven years. What? And then he ended up becoming the first black president in South Africa four years later, nineteen ninety-two. Yep. Dope. Yo, that's really dope, though. That country had a lot of issues too when he got it. Wow, okay. a lot of issues. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, you know, you got all these Europeans who they're South African, but in reality, I mean, I really came down there and took it over. Uh, and then yeah. it was, but then also too, like in that situation, like if you want to, if you want to see some real eye-opening situation about what South Africa really like, you need to read this book written by a comedian by the name of Trevor Noah. Yeah, oh cool. yeah, I've 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 seen his uh, at his Def Jam comedy day. He he spoke <laughs> about it. If you if y'all have seen the Def Jam comedy uh, thing on Netflix, he spoke about being mixed in South Africa. He said it wasn't what it's people illegal. thought. It was. He said it, it was is a it's literally it's illegal. illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. Him being alive allowed. was illegal. The Europeans were not allowed to uh, mix with with the Africans that were from that yeah. region. Um, real quick, we just got joined uh, by Trey. Uh, Trey, I know traffic was thick your way. I know it was crazy. Hope you hope you didn't blow up your car. 
trying to get through the snow. Um, you you rocking with us? You there? Crickets. Crickets always. He always gives us the crickets first. He always gives us the crickets first. <laughs> I love that sound effect. <laughs> it's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll give him a minute. I got this marked in the session. It was a perfect breaking point. Can I shout out? Oh, can I shout out the Migos? Fucking no, you <laughs> no, no, you cannot. Yes, I can. No, hold on, hold on. They've been killing the music game recently. Um, I wasn't a Migos fan for the longest, honestly, but they've really been up in the game lately. All right, I know people. You probably think uh, they just mumbling rapping out here, but um, they doing a lot more for the culture than you would think. Uh, escalating the rap culture forward and uh, giving us some really weird and unique sounds lately. So much that a lot of people copy their style, but it's, it's really unique when they do it themselves. Uh, I got a lot of respect for the Migos, man. I, it, 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 they earned it after a while because I kept saying, like, man, no, they're kind of whack, kind of whack. But I kept fucking finding the songs that I like bomb, and I'm like, I kind of get it now. I fucking get it. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, man. I want y'all amigos. They make good music, just fun music. Um, yeah, I just I just I'm just a fan of their work now, man. <laughs> I just want to give them a shout out. Word. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little. It dawned on me, and after a while, I was like, damn. I think I'm we went from Tuskegee Airmen and W <laughs> the boys to fucking Migos. To the fucking well, I'm Migos. trying to think of some watch. more. I'm trying to think of some more recent uh, black. Uh, I thought you was, uh, if you was gonna name a rapper, bro, I thought you would name like Jay Z. <laughs> like, no, that's Jay. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like you like Jay. So like, like all right, I get, I get that. Like Jay Z, I get that. Or like Diddy, I, I would understand. That's that. exactly why I'm saying the Migos. Oh, Even Childish Gambino, he was shouting them out. They ain't for no reason, man. It's something there, and you gotta like kind of be open to check it out. Somebody more recent, I would probably say Trevor Noah. Go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Corey been trying to get his one out. Man, go to. ahead, Corey. Trying go to, ahead, man. Corey. I, 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 I bad, think if man. you got to go recent, you can't forget Barack. Um, of Hell course. Yeah. Or the, I'll say the, the, the Obama family. They're just really stand-up stand up people and, and, and really model citizens. Um, yeah. and, I, and I like what they've been doing. Um, jumping back to old-school sports, you can't forget Jesse Owens. Just because um, of, of what was going, of what he did to Hitler, how it, that was the Olympic yes. of the Aryan race, and this was supposed to be this and that, and he, he got up there and was killing them white boys. So, <laughs> yes. I definitely um, want to shout out to him. And um, there was one more sport related. What was the name? Um, Terrence Howard did the movie with the swimmers. The all black oh, man. school. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of the damn movie. Oh, no. oh, with Terrence Howard. That was yeah. a good one. Um, that's gonna bug me. That is gonna bug me. I think um Kevin Hart with oh, the school. God, my phone. So my phone ain't even next to me. I would have looked it up real quick. My phone ain't even next to me. Damn. So shout out to them. Um, but going back to you, Daryl. Um, you were mentioning who were you mentioning? Oh, Trevor Noah. Yes. Uh, you're gonna do that. Trevor Noah, he's a newer guy. He speaks a lot about um, him not being from this country, uh, coming from a situation where um, the basically the dynamic of his country, right when he was born, was like turned on his head. 
where instead of, you know, it was Europeans who ran the country, they had a revolution um, in South Africa, and then the Africans took over, and then they literally, they didn't just take over, they began to purposefully start oppressing the Europeans that still lived there too, as opposed to, you know, just taking the government over, making shit you know, better for everybody, they were legitimately were oppressing the Europeans, you know what I mean, like, and he said it wasn't until, like, recently that that government acknowledged the fact that they did it. You know what I mean? He says that America still has yet to acknowledge the fact that they ever oppressed black people in the first place. They refused to. And he was like, and he said, he said that fact boggles my mind. He was like, I'm, I'm not from here. And like, I, if I can see it, why can't you? You know what I mean? Like, so right. shout out to Trevor Noah. Also too, Trevor Noah also said that his favorite place to travel to while he's in the Midwest is Cleveland, Ohio. My hometown. Word up. Shout out to Trevor Noah. Word up. <laughs> Word up, man. Trey, man, we were Whoa, just talking about um, our favorite um, black history person. Um, Jesus. Oh, not black history That's person, but favorite uh, African-American in history and for what they did. Um, who do you feel is one of your favorites? what they do so they have to be african-american they can't just be black um okay <laughs> you on some no. level of woke black. that i'm that, not no, no, seriously seriously I, I gotta seriously i'm trying to figure out like who black, I'm black man uh, just black man you. if they skin ain't white jesus that <laughs> it's that simple <laughs> what is the what is the difference to you between african-american and black why are you making the different distinction uh because Ooh, they're if you talk to a brother who lives in Africa right now, he's not African American. He's black. Unless no. he was from Africa so and then moved no, to America no, wrong, wrong, and then wrong. grew up I, in America, then that would make him very much African American. Yeah, black, black, blacks an American term. Like I got, I got homies from Ghana, and Nigeria. Like I'm they Nigerian. say they're Nigerian, but they they say they're black in America. But like if you were to call like their grandparents or their uncles black over there, they're going to take offense. They don't call themselves black they in America. If you not so white, you're black, black, black. Yeah, yeah, there's black. a difference between African and African-American. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so exactly. and black too. Yeah, blacks an American term, though. Is that it? is like definitely an American thing, though. You go anywhere Nobody else, else, you know what I mean? Like outside of the country, they don't say, oh, you black. They'll be like, oh, you're Nigerian, you're Haitian. Or et cetera, et cetera. Got you. Got it's, you. It's just a social standard thing, uh, but I feel like yeah. black people definitely taking their power back. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't call actually. myself African American. <laughs> I call myself black, but that's just, that's just me. I consider I myself like, African American for sure, man. The only reason I don't is because I, I feel it's disrespectful to my friends who I feel like actually have roots over there. I don't. We don't. As black like people, we don't African, have roots over there. American and just American oh black culture is very special within itself, um, and it's not something that we should it's shy true. away from claiming. Like it's we should be like, and we should be a lot happier to be black from America because we do shit a lot differently, mm-hmm. and and we see shit and we create shit a lot differently than other people. We need to take a lot of more, uh, I feel like pride in I that. Accept it. Uh, I I see a lot of people though who are like. Who be like black and and like Puerto Rican or something, and they won't even claim the black side. They just like, oh, I'm just Puerto Rican. It's like, mm. like, or, or you know, or it's like, 
Ah, or just try to game. pick and choose what they are. But, I mean, like, it's not a bad thing to be what the people call this. It's up to us to make that a a good, positive thing or a bad thing. And I think right. we're on the right path with it, for sure. I just, I figured since we have roots in Africa and we were brought over to America, that we are Africans that are now Americans. So African-American... Yeah makes the most sense to me. I typically don't like to use the term black because black is a color. And it it the reason why we have to be black is because we have no culture and because of breeding between slaves. And we have no idea what the fuck we are. So we have no identity. And I feel like allowing us to be black is allowing us to lose our identity. Like we have African roots. It's very clear. It's 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 not like we're guessing yeah. here. Um so to me, I mean, I guess, I guess when I said it, I guess I meant um, present day roots. But go ahead, bro. Yeah, no. So it's present day is totally different. We are so far removed that it would be impossible to to try and put that all back together now. Um, I mean, they got DNA tests, but still, it just doesn't feel the same. It's not like I'm gonna go back um, and do something about it. Um, Right. Most of the time, I think African Americans aren't even accepted in Africa. So um, you have nope. to be very careful with doing no. that. So that's why I don't make a distinction personally. I think it's whatever you want to do, but I understand your, uh, your your sentiment. I was just curious. Um, but that being said, African American or Black Trey, who is your who is your favorite in history and why? I'm curious. I mean, outside of Jesus, obviously, um, I'd, I'd probably have to say Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hey, nice. That's dude. Nice. <laughs> that's a good pick. That's a nice one. Uh, I'm a little bit of a nerd myself, nowhere near on the level as he is, of course, uh, but he has just contributed so much to not only uh, the world of all of the astrophysicists and all of that. It's, um, he's made it cool to be to be smart and he's he's calling out ignorance and and uh making it so it's like not a frowned upon thing <laughs> so uh, to uh be into nerdy things and uh, try to progress your world and that's kind of what we're doing exactly and, and that's yeah. that's part of why i appreciate it it's like oh, dude oh, is oh. like he's calling out everybody who is leading this charge, this anti-intellectual charge that's, that we're seeing right now in the USA. A lot of people are going all, oh yeah, vaccines cause autism, and then there's this, the world is flat movement that's going on right now. Like, come on, man. That, that crap is stop killing me. Flat earth Niggas go by playing every Jimmy. day. Alright, it's been confirmed. <laughs> the earth is round. It's <laughs> accepted. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, did y'all see like how he roasted B.O.B.? Yeah, oh yeah. my goodness. I think it's, I don't know if people are just trolling at this point. Like, it's too much evidence against this stuff. Like, there's no horizons or what. It, how are people fucking moving across countries and stuff? Like, in hours. How are, is it just, I don't know. I ain't even getting into it. If you believe that, cut it out, man. Just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna disrespect you. Just, just quit, man. Or at least don't be all a hundred percent in on it. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> Keep an open mind. Yeah. 
right. <laughs> right. So Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, who would you have as an honorable mention? Oh, um, shit. No, I like right. that he picked somebody recent. That was a good pick, though. Yeah, yeah, or we, recent. We, uh, well, yeah, I think that he's especially important right now simply because of this wave of anti-intellectualism that we're seeing right now. So that's that's one that's uh, been at the forefront of my mind for for a while. So, yeah, much props to Neil deGrasse Tyson, the big homie. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on this person's name right now, uh, but quick little fun fact. The inventor of the traffic light is a black man. Word. Yes. Yeah, how cool what? is that? That's pretty and you know what? Millions and millions and millions of people around the world, regardless of the color of their skin or how they feel about brothers, listen to what a black man is telling them to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, another, another fun fact, the inventor of the windshield wiper is a black woman. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Getting cars the inventor of a condom was indeed a very smart man. Garcia, come on. Shout out to that guy. For sure. For sure. This dude. No, oh. <laughs> the reason I brought up the Migos though is I just recently seen these niggas in a video called Stir Fry with Pharrell. Yes. That shit was fire, dog. The yes. video was fire. The song was fire. The lyrics was fire. Niggas is good, man. <laughs> Stir Fry was fire. I, like, I did like Stir Fry. And yeah. the video was shot by Tasty. I want to do a video like that so bad where it's like black niggas and kung fu and it was it's like old school wu-tang basically but they did like some new school shit with it it was yeah. really fucking cool Dope. had this nigga offset drop kicking niggas like i was like man let me do a video like this man <laughs> word up i'd be on it word up i thought about like making uh, music videos into like small motion pictures was the shit. That's why I love Joiner so much. All his videos be like that. It's like a small yeah. ass movie. Yeah. Like you being enthralled by the end. Like, damn, we're part two. <laughs> That's just tight. That's just tight. We we need to do a video for no reason, just drop kicking niggas. That's what Hell we need yeah. to do. Yes. Yes. Or Childish Gambino, he had a lot of good ones too. Like, yeah, yeah, Dan Ecker, Dan Eckerman was laying his, his shit out. Well, good, man. I think I think we do. We covered a lot. Yeah, we caught everybody, um, right? I, I think we caught everybody. I, I'm a little worried that we didn't name enough women, so I want to throw that disclaimer Ooh. out there. Hey, um, actually, I was just about to. Uh, I was just about to say Henrietta Lacks is uh, is someone that I would like to throw in there. Okay. I don't know if y'all know anything about Henrietta Lacks, but um, she she didn't personally. She didn't knowingly contribute uh, as much to the world as like anywhere near on the scale of what she actually contributed. But what she do. Okay, so uh, this is a oh. black woman who ended up going to uh, Johns Hopkins University and basically oh. getting blood tests and all. Well, she didn't go to the school. She uh, she went to a John Ho Johns Hopkins. 
Johns Hopkins uh, Hospital. And she ended up getting uh, some work done for, I think it was like ovarian cancer or something like that. And uh, some of her cells were taken. And um, the long and the short of it is that uh, her cells have been used because they they just keep growing themselves forever. They keep like they they just like don't straight up like die. They they will always keep producing themselves, oh, and so yeah. her cells. I heard about that. Yeah. What? Yes. So she's so because of her uh, her genetics, uh, like it's care. yeah her her cancer cells are the source of this line of this like immortalized cell line and it's uh it's contributed to so much uh medical knowledge and all this stuff and she was she was a poor black woman mm. and that's the person they always need in the zombie movies right there <laughs> that's her <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's 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 Ellie. She's Ellie from Last of Us. <laughs> She's got the cure, man. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah, so she's uh her her uh, cells actually named the cells after her. They called them uh, HeLa cells, if I remember correctly. H E capital L A. So they named these cells after her, and they're uh, these these are being used all throughout the world nowadays, and they're still being used. And she never like really got credit obviously it's like her it's her body it's her it's her genetic material but uh but she never got any type of monetary um recompense for the use of her of her uh, cells and she didn't even know about it and so there there was a book that was written some years back now called the immortal life of henrietta Lacks that goes into detail about all this a lot more. And I'm pretty sure they actually made a movie about it sometime within the last few years as well. But uh, even though she wasn't a scientist, her uh, her genetic material being that important to the uh, scientific community and, community and to uh, medicine as a whole, that's that's pretty cool. That came from somebody who's you know a black woman. So hell yeah, that's something I really appreciate. Man, that's tight. I forgot about that one. That one's yeah, huge. I gotta, yeah, yeah, I haven't I read that book it. in some years, but uh, but y'all should uh, check that out sometime and look a little bit more into that. That's tight, man. Um, anybody think of any more women? I mean, we briefly. Um, what was the movie that just came out about the sisters up at Nasta? Um, what 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 what's that called? Um, come on, sister. Act. Bruh. Garcia, bro. <laughs> Get him off this podcast, man. <laughs> Shouting out the Migos and Black History Month. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Yo, whoopee, man. DJ Academics right now. Um, what is he going on about? Shit, what is the fuck? Are you talking about me, man? Get out of here. <laughs> I ain't no academics, man. When, when the women are mathematicians, I remember what you're talking about. I yeah, can't remember I just the name. watched it. Y'all know what we talking about. Comment it below, man. They were I, like rocket scientists? Yeah. Yeah, they work for NASA. Yeah. Hidden figures. That's the one. Hidden figures. God damn it. Yeah. Them ladies was hard. They did their thing, man. So shout out to, to all our, our beautiful black women out there this month. Um, including my moms. So shout out to you. Um, Hell yeah. All of that I good stuff. I saw the mom pony down, man. I've been out the way, boo. Who hit you up? 
wait to fucking get me some out of that money, man. I, oh my god, I'm just missing out on so many opportunities, so much shit. I'm just waiting on this cash right now. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, oh my god, it's it's starting to just fucking it's it's pissing me off, man. I hate when I'm just like stuck. I'm just like stagnant. Now all I can do is just focus on like what the fuck I gotta do to fucking get better, you know? It, it consumes me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there before, man. Especially after college and stuff. Um, yeah. I feel like I just came out of college. It's like, yeah, like eating ramen. Come on, man. First, <laughs> first, you have no base because when you in college, you can't build up a you can't build up no savings yeah. or no money, bro. You going to school, focusing yeah, on school. You got out of school. Yeah, you got two hundred dollars in your pocket. Twenty months. That right now, I got enough just to make it. But if I get that, and I'm gonna have a little safety net, I can actually maneuver a bit. Go see a bitch or two. Like damn, my goddamn. I still need to catch up with my sister. Like it's so much that I I didn't really wanted to do. It's just like I can't. Damn. It's like um, when I first got out of college and you you applying to jobs. You watch your bank account go down, and then you finally get a job. And like, all right, we want you to start here like next week if you're available. And you like, nigga. Shit. And this was in a different state, no mind gas. you. It was like, <laughs> you in Columbus? How fast can you get to Michigan? Uh, not in a week. I ain't got no money, bro. Oh my god. No money, it's but life changing, man. It's crazy. Let's do it. Come on, you, man. How many? How much? How much? How much crack did you have to sell, man, to get there? Uh, I, you know, my mom was very helpful. Um, I'm creating a new quest, by the way. That's what's up. Uh, she was very helpful, and she was just, you know, sending me money. But actually, my job, I was like, look, I ain't got no money, man. Like, I can't even get there if I wanted to, and if I did, I had two pennies when I got there. So I was like, I, I just give me a little time to figure something out. And they were like, you know what? We'll give you an advance. They was like, we'll give you to get up here. What? Yo. <laughs> crazy. You know what they Shout say? Closed mouths don't get fed. He came out. I was like, look, listen. Peep <laughs> <Deep> game. <laughs> That's tight. That's, That's tight. I'm coming out the training room now. Hold up. And shout out to them for doing that because, you know, a lot of companies right. wouldn't do that. But they were like, yo, we'll get you out here. And they're like, um, do you need any help with the with the moving? Do you need, like, is there anything we can do? Like, it's like, no, nah, if you can just That's get me there, company, I'll bring my stuff out. So, yeah, that was Amazon, man. That was Amazon. So, they... Oh, okay. They, they got they, money. Yeah, they have their ups <laughs> and their downs, but that was definitely one of their ups. I'd like to thank Big Shaq. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey man, that man got me Migos. Pop, pop. As much as people hate on Amigos, the niggas been dropping rap. And then nah, we ain't hating on them, nigga. We just said this yeah. is black history. This is iconic. You name niggas as you name me. Oh, fuck. I meant to name Cindy Potier. Potier. Ah, yeah, that would have been a good one. What you, li- you live and you learn. You know what I mean? <laughs> you live and you learn. Um, next next <laughs> Black History Month, you know? Uh, we'll- okay, I'll save that for next one. <laughs> Yo. So the second part of this good old black history inspired episode is um asked everybody to try to think of just some 
music uh, projects y'all think that, I don't know, we could say inspired our community, motivate our community, or just, you know, the albums itself just spoke about our culture. So I'm going to go ahead with you again, Daryl. Uh, what what project did you pick? Kind of curious. Um, I did this, this kind of weird. I chose my favorite album of all time. And then I chose my favorite just single record of all time to just if someone from another planet was to come down or was to say, what's what, 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 what where did you come from and what is what are your people about? Like, what's your struggles? This, that, and third. Um, I chose Nas Illmatic. Oh, the damn album. It. Nas Illmatic was, yeah, it's that good, right? It's that, I mean, when I'm talking about it's 10 tracks and you don't have to skip none of them, you just press play and let it go mm. and he literally did everything oh. there was to do as far as lyrical tricks he'd used imagery alliteration metaphors similes and like some tracks he did it all on the same track he would man i think like in why state of mind it was like it was two verses of 36 bars a piece like it was crazy um and I'm talking about like one after another. Like it was, it was crazy. I love that album. I will sit down and listen to that album right now. Like it, it's, it's just that good to me. And the one song that I think really exemplifies hip hop, true hip hop, the message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Mm. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head, man. I'm talking about, oh my God. If, if I throw that on right now, I think like any hip hop head like from today and like they they dad, they uncle, and their granddad will flow with it. Like it's just I love I love that track, man. I think that was like um that was the first song I heard from old school hip hop when I was starting to uh try to delve into hip hop itself. And man, like that was crazy. It just it just painted a picture of what, you know, the the what what New York was in 1983 like like it just like you if you didn't know what it looked like you do now because of that song like it was crazy but yeah that, that was that was what I that's the only thing I had really slated for music wise um I would like to throw it to the music aficionado here Corey man well if if you ask me one of my favorite um black history <laughs> themed albums was history um the black history project by sahada prince came out um man, a couple years back and this project was amazing this is back when i lived in michigan and me and xavier were talking about this album for months on end it was just hit after hit after hit and it was dope man i really really enjoyed that project um so the one thing that I liked about it was that it was easily digestible. So it's when you listen to it, it don't even sound like you'd be like, man, he's not talking about black history. He just like rocking. And it's like, nah, like there's some themes in there. You just got to be paying attention. Um, and he's using these like old samples and he's using these names that you've never heard before and never thought to look up. It's a very conscious album. It's really dope. My favorite, favorite, favorite track off of there is Guitar Melody. And um, Guitar Melody has the illest, like, drum line that I've heard in the last few. It gets you hype. It will get you hype. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I'm gonna pull it up now while I'm talking. But there's some lyrics in there too, where Big Homie just goes off, and I was like, "Yo," um, he says, "Even in some jeans, man, that thing swings. Shorty so lean, Alexander McQueen clean. This ain't a fling. I want to see your ring bling bling. I'm trying to knock that pussy out. Ding ding ding, girl. I'm talking lean cuisine, steam green beans." I make Martin Luther King's dream seem keen. Like, yo, nigga, what? Whoa. I was like, and he raps this. Whoa. You see, I'm struggling to read it. And he raps this thing straight through. And the Zenith Queen Clean. I was like, yeah. I was when I first heard that, I was like, yo, this this track here. So listen to guitar melody. It's dope. The wordplay is ill and um. He's just going off. It's more like a single off of the off of the project, but he's going off. Uh, my second favorite off of there is Coretta, and I like it because oh, that's a good he's one. talking that's a good one. about black love, but you don't even realize it. Like he, it's like he's just simply talking to his woman and showing like a lot of love, and it plays into that stereotype that black men don't love their women and stuff like that. But he like the 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 hook and just the the verses and the things he's talking. He's talking about black love. And promoting it, promoting black love, getting rid of the stereotype that black men don't like their women and all that stuff. It's it's amazing. It's dope. I like it. So Coretta was really dope to me. Um, and yeah, definitely check that out. History. H-Y-S-T-O-R-I. History. Um, let me pass it to Garcia. Um, music wise, what are you thinking? Uh well the last album that I really bought and I was like you know fuck with it all the way through I feel like this is kind of an easy pick but it's that damn album that fucking shit went hard we all know it <laughs> all the way through <laughs> um yeah you know you just press start keep it going but um besides that I wanted to honorably mention I think I mentioned these two guys on a earlier episode too it's really just a collaboration album. Uh, uh, it's called One Week Notice, and it's got like Dizzy Wright, Audio Push. Uh, yeah. it it's got like six niggas on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what six they niggas. are just spitting straight fire bars for like a good ten tracks or something. It was, it's, I haven't gotten the whole album yet, but I listened to like a good four or five songs, and that was really fire. It's really cool and unique because each person has a unique style. It really reminds me of like the old school Wu Tang or Bone Thugs, where like you hear one dude and they, and then you hear the next time he's like, da 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 da, and then the next nigga is, it's like what the hell, like you know. But then it all come together to make like a good ass project. It's one of them joints, and it's actually really good. So I'm gonna get through the rest of the album, see how it is. But I like the, um, yeah. So one week notice, um, damn. And besides that, I've just been really just kind of scratching here or there for, like, songs. I, I said before, like, I've been catching a couple Migos songs. Uh, they've been growing on me lately. Uh, who else? Uh, a lot of gangster rap for some reason. Man, I've been just on a kick, man. You just talk about shooting niggas. <laughs> it just get me high <laughs> for no reason. I mean, I, it's, which is funny. Because somebody was asking somebody recently, like, uh, what about that music really do you enjoy because you you know i don't live that lifestyle clearly i don't know man. i think everybody just got a little bit of just just 
some 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 hood in them, man. And, and sometimes you just gotta rage a little bit. I, I I guess white people do it too. They got like heavy metal and shit. It's like the black heavy metal. I feel like <laughs> trap music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I get it though. It's growing on me. It's growing on me. I've been definitely testing a lot of waters out here. Um, but yeah, those are my two picks. Um, besides that, uh, who else we got? Corey, did you pick? Yep. I picked, yep. I think, uh, Trey, we got left, got Trey. Young Trey. Trey. There it is. All right, y- y'all know I'm about GV, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to be talking about the recession for a little bit. It called out a lot of the things that we were seeing in the country, not just as, as black folks, but as Americans, it's like the whole socioeconomic situation that we're seeing from the bottom to the top and it's calling out everything like people dying for crude oil and um i mean that was a line in one of his songs and he's talking about all sorts of stuff that people just really didn't talk about before it's like hey you're not supposed to talk about these things these are things that you just like don't throw out into music he's he's i mean it's gritty it's in your face and even though it wasn't a um the whole album wasn't like a political cry for help or anything like that or wasn't all politics because yeah he had some fun with a couple tracks on that as well but he he was uh keeping it real with uh, what he knows and with what he's seen out in the streets with um everyone that he's been surrounded by and i think that's important to get the uh to get the opinions and the uh and the perspectives of different groups of people out there voices that aren't typically heard and even if it's not always the best message because sometimes all people know is uh, is that hustle whether it's you know doing big or little legal or illegal shit it's um it's the thing that people know and so you'll you'll speak on it even though it's not exactly the the uh, greatest thing in the world but this this is what you know and this is what you're experiencing and and obviously um as a citizen of the usa you want you want to be able to have that chance to thrive and prosper mm-hmm. um, in a legal way, but uh, but with the state of affairs as it was in the country, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them but guys with, did, but they they took what they learned and they they elevated it, so they didn't have to keep doing it. And that's the important part. And that's Jay Z's whole message. It's, it is great. I appreciate that. So Jay Z uh, too, he, he good on talking about mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did it. Only because I had to, nigga. Like, the shit yeah. not wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think it was real great for Jeezy to throw Nas in on the track for for my president as well. Because if you want to talk about someone, because I was going to say Omatic as well, but uh, since that was taken, uh, I mean, might as well have, have Nas on the track for my president. And my president is black, my Lambo is blue, and he's you know talking about the need for change that we're all trying to strive for and uh make make uh, some progress happen in our country and uh and calling things out like they are that's that's what we need we, we can't we can't solve the problems if we if we won't name the damn problems so if we won't call them up for what they are so i appreciate how raw that that album was and uh in in your face like, uh, america definitely got a problem with putting bandages over cuts instead of stopping the motherfucker who cutting like you know we'll we'll quickly like take the easy way out or you know ignore some shit for as long as we can <laughs> i just feel like and it's kind of hard to do that now though 
this motherfucker is aware as hell of, you know, things that's going around them, you know, even more so now, I think. And I feel like it's definitely been a, a large black movement on black excellence and just really uh, elevating our people and our, our culture and actually making it a defining thing and not just being the stereotypes that they gave us so long ago. Um, I'm very, very happy with the state of like, not, not very happy, but I'm happy to see where black people are right now, where we going, I feel like. I feel like it's, it's, it's we in the good, and a better, no, this, the, the world is still a shitty place, don't get me wrong, but I feel like people are more aware of it, you know what I'm saying, and I think uh, black people are like aware of it, I know I am, and people close around me, they are like fucking getting in the gear, getting in the motion, I don't know if it's just because we're getting older, <laughs> or I don't know, but I'm, 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 I like where things are, you know, for the most part. Yeah. No, I think we can all agree. I mean, we've definitely um, made some movements as a community, which I'm yeah. happy you said black excellence because that makes me go ahead and um, it's easier for me to explain the album I chose. And I know the album I chose, a lot of people <laughs> don't even realize that it's even has a social uh, conscious aspect of it. And that's Watch the Throne, like Watch the Throne by Jay-Z and Kanye, like for one, like just from a music perspective, like how innovative it was, like it, it shifted, it shifted the culture so much. But um, as I told you guys, another reason I had picked this album because it ties into uh, me picking Basquiat as my guy, because the album actually came out on the, I think the 25th anniversary of his death on August 12th in 2011. But this album, that's just basically what this album is about. Like this album is about black excellence. And the crazy thing is, um how i think Gigi when he dropped procession how he was speaking about uh the things we need to change to kind of like help us economically and just as people you know during the times of a recession jay-z and kanye caught hell because um kind of back to my point they were being i guess in a reason in a way to white america they were boasting their money their status their success during a time where most people were dealing with a lot of economic struggles but, um, you know, as Jay-Z was saying, uh, a nigga in Paris, actually, let me find the line, uh, when he was like, if you escape but I escape, you be in Paris getting fucked up, too. Like, basically, the whole album, that's what it's about. Like, it kind of it takes you through them uh, just kind of expressing their success and kind of also talking about, hey, like, you know, should we feel ashamed to party and live our best lives, you know, through what we've actually come through, through what we've seen our people come, you know, come through. Like, you, you know, like they basically were trying to, you know, reflect on that. So, I mean, that's another reason I like the album. But also, too, towards the end of the album, it flips to them talking about, you know, all the things that are, like, going on, uh, you know, within our communities. Uh, what song was that? I think it's Murder to Excellence. Oh, look it up. Look it up. Get your information right. Gotta move. Yeah, and murder, and, murder, and murder to Excellence. Uh, Jay-Z says uh, he observes that only a few spots, the higher he goes, basically saying that he only sees black. So he's like, you know, the higher I go, I only see a few black. So kind of, like I said, you know, about black excellence. But then also, too, I think a lot of uh, parts of the album as well as even though they both their success, Jay-Z also talks about, you know, like future you know, legacy, things like that, basically saying like, hey, I sold drugs because I had to, but due to the fact that I've built this platform, I built this foundation, like the, you know, the future kids, 
you know, of my family don't have to kind of go through the same things I went through. But that's the reason I picked Watch the Throne. Like I said, um, you know, it they use a lot of uh, art uh, references to Basquiat as well as Picasso, other people. But, you know, the album is just basically promoting, you know, black people to kind of change the perception of like black excellence itself basically saying like we got to get it by any means whether it's through music whether it's through art whether you know whatever it is like uh, just yeah. we got to get it like we got to get it i feel like people own it too man that's what's up mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean no matter what what you do man be great at it don't let nobody tell you you can't excel at it <laughs> bro and speaking of Sai Haido, I had to find the dopest Basquiat verse he had. I think it was actually on Basquiat. What did he say? He said, uh, ever since I met her at the coffee shop, she would come back to the crib. We would talk a lot, listening to Beethoven, Mozart, and Bach. Now I'm kissing her on her spot. Got her awfully hot. Sex is an art. It's just like Picasso. So don't do it for me. Do it for Basquiat. Like, like this nigga Sai Haido is so fucking nice. But... <laughs> But man, like that that project, bro. Like that project is crazy. It really is. It really and truly is, man. Definitely go listen to it. It was a mixtape, um, so you might have missed it. But no reason you can't go song, back and listen. It still holds up. And that song Basquiat is he's really telling you the story of a beautiful woman, but he's doing it from the perspective of an artist. But he's telling it based off of how Basquiat would paint his paintings. Like, that's why this shit is so dope. Like, it's so dope, like, how he put that song together. You guys actually learn something new yeah. instead of just learning about, you know, MLK, Rosa Parks. Like, there's a lot more to our history. There's a lot more of our culture that we bring to the table. I mean, without us, I mean, America wouldn't have all the fly shit that y'all have. Hey, talk <laughs> about it. For real, though. And and again, just loving black culture does not mean you hate other ones at all. You know, it's all all the races and religions, and I want them all to excel for real. But you know, I, I want my brothers and sisters to come up in this game too, because niggas ain't wanting to win for like the longest, all right. And now we actually doing it and actually winning in a lot of different creative ways. And actually, have been over the years for so long. And it's just, I, I just know we still elevate even more, man.